In this episode, I'll discuss the four stages of competence and how you can purposefully work to build your skill levels. Welcome to Smart Poker Study. I'm your host, Sky Matsuhashi. So thank you very much for spending a little study time with me. I appreciate those ears you're lending my way. If it's your first time here, bienvenido. And if you're back for more, welcome back, Jack. If you enjoyed this episode and you learn a little something that you can apply to your On the Felt game, please share it with a friend. Of course, send them to the show notes page. That's the easiest way to share it. Smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 280. So today, I'm going to help you by covering a theory of learning, which is called the four stages of competence. I'll give an explanation of each of these stages, along with some examples. Then I'll talk about how you can study and play with purpose to bring skills to the topmost level of unconscious competence. Let's roll. Gambate. Hell yeah. Let's do this. So you are listening to this podcast because I know you want to improve your skills and you want to crush the competition. You're down with studying and playing with purpose in order to build profitable skills so that you can earn more money at the tables. Ultimately, you want to be as skillful and as profitable as you can be. But have you ever actually given it any thought uh, about like what it takes to be one of the best? What sets those strongest players apart from the rest, right? What makes that player over there better than you? What makes you better than that other guy over there? Well, I believe the answer to this is that the better players have developed certain skills to such a level that they can call upon those skills without even thinking about it. These skills are trained into their game, and their mind just automatically or naturally knows when to apply them. So today I'm going to discuss how our brains work in the movement of skills from the bottom level, where we don't even know what we don't know, to the topmost level, where we act and we react instinctively, but correctly. We don't even have to think about it. We just do the right thing. So the four stages of competence was a learning model, or a learning theory, I guess, whatever, developed by Noel Birch back in the 1970s. Now, he was interested in studying how people go from a complete beginner to becoming professionally adept and able to apply skills seemingly without even thinking about it. So he came up with this theory of learning 50 years ago, and it's been a very popular one ever since. And of course, if you've read Jared Tendler's book, The Mental Game of Poker, you've learned about these four stages of competence from that book. I personally love thinking about skill building within the four stages that he created. Let me just list the four stages here, and then I'll break each of them down for you. The first stage, the beginner, the newbie level, is unconscious incompetence. Stage two, conscious incompetence. Stage three, conscious competence. And stage four, unconscious competence. Let's get into each of these. So the bottom most level, stage one, unconscious incompetence. This is where we all start with our very first hand of poker. We looked only at the strength of our hand, but we didn't even know how strong it really was. Like, you asked yourself, hey, this is king four. Last hand I had jack ten. Which is better? I mean, I know the king is good, but the jack and the ten are next to each other, and that four is really low. I don't know what's a stronger hand here. So without even knowing this, right, you decided to call, to bet, to raise, to limp in, and then call, to limp, and then shove for all your chips, whatever you made at the time. 
So when you started off, you didn't even recognize there was so much more to the game than those two cards and the flop, the turn, and the river that came out, right? You didn't even know what you didn't know. Now, eventually over time, you built your skills to stage two. That's conscious incompetence. So at this point, you're applying some skills and you're aware that there's still a lot that you don't know. As you play and study more, you become aware of how like poor your skill set is, right? You find yourself in like bad spot after bad spot and you just don't know how to handle it. So when this kind of thing happens, it's screaming at you to study more, to build your skills, to play more, to work on this stuff in order to not feel these feelings of uncomfortableness or to just not be put in these bad spots anymore. So you've started studying, working on your game, playing with purpose and stuff. And then that's when you build your skills to level three, conscious competence. Now, this is a stage where things really start progressing. We're trying out our new skills and we're doing lots of practice and experimenting with strategies. We know how to use many of the skills we're working on, but we often have to spend a lot of like concentrated effort. A lot of mental space has to be used up uh, in effort or in order to apply these strategies. Things like hand reading, right? Or planning for future streets, uh, considering your image at the table. All of those things, you can do them, but they don't come naturally just yet. So it's easy to forget to take these things into account unless you just consciously focus on it. And now the final stage, you've been working on your game day in, day out, playing with purpose. You're seeing results. Things that used to be difficult are now super easy. You don't even think about them anymore. You just automatically make good plays. That is the stage of unconscious competence. And of course, this is the stage we're gunning for, right? As we practice our newly learned skills over and over again, they become much easier to employ, and eventually, they just become natural. It's like your gut takes over, and you have a great feel for the game. You don't have to devote all of your mind to hand reading because now your mind is just automatically churning out this kind of stuff. It's almost kind of like working like Flopzilla. You've de developed an intuition for hand reading and narrowing ranges through the streets. So you just automatically see good spots to barrel bluff because you know your opponent's probably weak here. Or you see good spots to call down because you know what type of opponent you're up against. You know what their range is, what they're capable of, all that kind of stuff. Or you even are capable of folding to river aggression because you realize, hey, when somebody raises me on the river, they only do that with sets or better. I only have a top pair. I gotta fold. So the level of unconscious competence, that's where our A game can be found. And it's what we have been studying and training so hard for, for all these months or maybe even years. When we get back from break, I'm going to help you train skills to that topmost level. Today's episode, and every episode, is brought to you by ThePokerForge.com. It's my one-of-a-kind poker training membership site. Now, I say one-of-a-kind because I don't know of any other website that strategically builds their members' skills. Every single month is its own workshop where there's at least six videos released within that one strategy. Some prior months were like pre-flop hand selection, hand reading, making profitable c-bets, finding the necessary fold... All that stuff, I released multiple videos in one month to really teach the important strategies, trying to build this stuff to the level of unconscious competence for my members. And I don't know of any other training site that does that, right? So if you're serious about taking action to improve your skills, thepokerforge.com is the place to be. It's a no-brainer. So visit thepokerforge.com to join today. 
And just a couple shout outs today. Roger Lugenberg, he's both an online and a live player, but he needed to take his online game up to the next level. He purchased Poker Tracker 4 through me by going to smartpokerstudy.com slash poker tracker 4. He saw what it has to offer, checked out all the crazy features like graphs and leak tracking and filtering through hands and reports and all that jazz, right? He saw how beneficial the program can be for him, so he made the purchase. He supported the show, and in doing so, uh, I sent him my smart HUD in thanks. So thanks again, Roger. And of course, speaking of the smart HUD, Yang Zhang Zhang purchased the smart HUD directly. He already had Poker Tracker 4, so it was time to upgrade to the best HUD in the business, the smart HUD for Poker Tracker 4. So he went to smartpokerstudy.com slash smarthud, saw what the HUD itself gives you, checked out the seven, count them, seven custom pop-ups that I created for the HUD, and he decided, hey, this is the one for me, baby. So he made the purchase and he supported the show. Thank you very much, Yang Zhang, for doing that. And for everyone else, go to smartpokerstudy.com slash smarthud to pick up the Poker Tracker 4 Smart HUD. All righty, back to class, poker peeps. So let's talk about bringing your skills to the level of unconscious competence. Now, as you can imagine, taking your skills from that bottom-most level of unconscious incompetence to the top level unconscious competence, well, that's going to be extremely difficult, right? There are no shortcuts whatsoever. It takes time and intentional effort. It's not going to be easy, but it is pretty simple. It's just a four-step process, uh, but... It's not easy because, well, it takes a lot of time and it takes that effort and intention on your part. So let's just start off. Step number one is to recognize the skills that you must develop. So you've got to be aware of the important skills that you're currently lacking. Maybe you always have trouble deciding whether or not to three bet. Or maybe every time you face a C bet, it's difficult. You don't know to fold, call, or to raise. And I guess maybe the reason might be, one of the reasons might be wise because you just don't know what information to use in your decision. Maybe you're the kind of player who calls every river bet because you think your opponent's bluffing and that's leading to an ugly win rate, right? So I recommend you make a list of the skills that you lack. Now, put those in order based on their importance. Of course, pre-flop skills are more important than post-flop skills and common situations are more important than the uncommon ones. And here's the thing. If you have three skills you want to work on and you're not sure which is the most important one, well, doesn't really matter, right? You've got all the time in the world. You've got at least the next six weeks to study. You could spend two weeks on one skill, two weeks on, an, on the next, two weeks on the third one. So simply choose the skill that you think would most benefit you. That's it. Don't spend too much time on this part. Because once you build your skills on number one, you're just going to move on to number two. Once you do that, you're going to move on to number three. Piece of cake. Don't stress out over what skill to work on next. Now, step number two is to focus on one until done. So from this point forward, all of your study time and all of your purposeful play time is going to be dedicated to the one topic that you've chosen. So let's say you chose to improve your blind calling skills. Don't watch videos on making C-bets or don't read articles on bankroll management, and don't listen to podcasts about the mental game, right? Everything you do should be geared towards improving your blind calling skills. So when you choose study material like videos, podcasts, or articles, they're all blind calling related. When you're doing hand reading exercises, 
You're choosing hands where you called out of the blinds and went to showdown. When you're doing hand history reviews, yeah, you're looking at these same hands, right? When you're doing Flopzilla work, you're thinking about your blind ranges versus your opponent's ranges. When you're creating cheat sheets, well, have this in mind as well. If you're posting in forums, like if you're a member of the Poker Forge and uh, you know, you're know you part of the Facebook, the, the secret Facebook group, you post hands there strictly about this one topic. And of course, as you're studying, as you're learning things, take plenty of notes so that you can revisit them at any time and also during your pre-session warm-ups. Also, take the time to create action steps so you can purposefully practice your strategies on the felt. For example, right, if you learn that you should only call to set mine with a 20x implied odds, then train yourself to look for that before every set mining call during your sessions. And step three is take action with the strategies you learn. So you've got to play with focus uh, and intently concentrate on using the skills that you're learning and take action with the action steps that you created for yourself. Now, if you're not really familiar with action steps, stay tuned because at the end of the podcast, at the end of every podcast, I give an action step. I call it a challenge, but it's an action step, right? It's something that I'm telling you to do based on what I covered within the podcast here. So when you read an article, you're going to come across a ton of information, lots of good strategies. Choose one thing to take action on. The more you actively use the skills you're working on, the quicker they're going to become natural parts of your game, and they will eventually get developed to the level of unconscious competence. Hopefully, you use Poker Tracker 4 so that you can tag important hands as you play as well. You're, of course, experimenting and testing out new strategies, so you're going to encounter situations that you're just kind of unsure of. Tag those hands so you can easily find them and review them during your study sessions. And speaking of study sessions, that's step four. Review each session that you play. So you must follow up each of your play sessions with a little review the next day. Could be 10, 20 minutes even. It doesn't have to be too difficult. You must look to see if you're implementing the strategies that you're learning, and you must look for any mistakes made. So in your poker journal, the same place where you're taking notes on the things that you study, take notes of the mistakes that you make so that you can work to not repeat them in your next session. Also, take note of any successes that you have so that you can kind of let those successes bolster your studies. When you see that things are working out well for you, you're making great decisions, making extra money, you get a great sense of accomplishment. Now, this feeling of accomplishment, that's going to spur you to study and play with even more focus, right? To go for more improvement. It's a beneficial cycle, this is. Now, the final thing is to rinse and repeat. I'm not really calling this step five, but basically, your job is to now repeat steps two through four to build your skills to the level of unconscious competence. So, step two, you just keep studying to learn new skills, and step three, you focus on using those skills on the felt. And step four, study your sessions afterwards. Do that over and over again until you feel that you've developed the skill for long enough and you're ready to move on to the next skill. Challenge! Here's my challenge to you for this episode. Choose the one skill that you want to work on and work to build it to the level of unconscious competence. I want you to find study material, take notes, and create action steps while you ignore all the stuff that is not related to your chosen skill. Play with focus on the skills that you're learning. Then study each of your sessions and your tagged hands, of course, to find any mistakes. 
Rinse and repeat until you feel confident enough that you can leave it behind and move on to the next skill. Now it's your turn to take action and do something positive for your poker game. Oh, that's it now. Get out there and be somebody. Go write a book. Alrighty, your learning is not complete until you visit the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 280. Of course, send your friends there, but you can go there for a transcript of today's episode and links to everything I discussed. And if you're down with taking action, if you want to be a member of a one-of-a-kind poker training site, go to thepokerforge.com today. Every month is dedicated to one specific theme in an effort to turn you into a poker master and build your skills to the level of unconscious competence. So once again, thepokerforge.com is where you need to go. My other podcast called Daily Poker Tips, that's available wherever you listen to podcasts. You could just subscribe by going to smartpokerstudy.com slash dailypokertips. You're going to get a 30-second tip every single day. So until next time, take action on and off the felt to become the player you want to be.